The British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> Give me that phone. Hello? Hello? What's that? You want to speak to Mr. Tilson? Mr. Tilson Sr. or Mr. Tilson Jr.? Oh, you don't know. Well, is he a tall man or a short man? <laughs> He's short. Oh, you must mean Mr. Tilson Jr. Well, there's nobody here by that name. <laughs> you must have the wrong number. Goodbye. Why, Mr. Flywheel? What have you got that string tied around your finger for? String? Oh, yes. I put that on last night to remind me to ask you to do something for me this morning. Well, what did you want me to do? I can't imagine. <laughs> Who wrote this stuff? Have you seen this broad? <laughs> Unless it was to get you to untie the string. <laughs> oh, now I remember. I was going to get you to deposit that ten cents we found yesterday. By the way, where is that ten cents? It's in the drawer, Mr. Flywheel, where you put it last night. This drawer? Miss Dimple, look. Look, it's gone. The oh. money's gone. Here's Mr. Ravelli. Maybe he knows something about it. Hello, boss. Hello, Miss Dimp. Never mind that, Ravelli. What happened to the ten cents that was in that drawer? Search me. Search you. A very good suggestion, Ravelli. <laughs> Hold him, Miss Dimple. Got him. Ah, I knew it. Here it is, right in your pocket. Now, Ravelli, I guess you'll sing a different tune. All right, I sing a the ten cent tune. The ten cent tune? Sure. Dime on my hands. <laughs> I just built up the suspense. It was worth waiting for, wasn't it? <laughs> you hand that money over. Look, Miss Dimple, a dime and two cents. Where did the two cents come from? Say, this money is beginning to yield interest. Maybe you ought to keep it in Ravelli's pocket instead of the bank. <laughs> well, what have you got to say for yourself? Wash, I took it the ten cents, but it was just a mistake. A mistake, eh? Sure. I thought it was a quarter. Ravelli, I'm amazed. You'd rob your friend and employer for ten cents. A measly bit of change. Well, boss, the doctor said the change would do me good. I had to go see him about my black eye. It does look a little bruised at that. How'd it happen? I got it from overeating. You got a black eye from overeating? That's all right. I went in a restaurant and I ate more than I could pay for. All right, Miss Dimple, let go of him. And Ravelli, you let go of Miss Dimple. Oh. Excuse me, boss. I forgot what I was doing. You forget your head if it wasn't on Miss Dimple's shoulder. <laughs> Where have you been all morning, anyway? I've been out. I gotta ask a new client. Well, don't just stand there, Ravelli. Tell him to come in. He can't come in. He's a little unconscious. You gotta come out and help me carry him in. I should carry him. Let him go to my creditors. They've been carrying me for ten years. No, Ravelli. He's got to be brought in by hook or by crook. We haven't got a hook, so it's up to you. That's a fun. <laughs> Asha, fine, I go and push him in. 
Miss Dimple, quick, make out a bill for $500 for legal services. Who's the client, Mr. Flywheel? I don't know. Ravelli hasn't brought him in yet. But when you're through, run down to the corner and get me a couple of cigars. The kind I got yesterday? No, get me some stronger cigars. Stronger? Yeah, much stronger. The ones you got yesterday broke in my pocket. Well, here's the old geezer, boss. Where shall I put him? Drop him in that chair. Say, he looks pretty good for an old geezer. Well, I look pretty good for an old geezer, too. I look for this old geezer all day. Ah, uh, gentlemen, I don't like being called an old geezer. All right, then I call you an old sourpuss, old geezer. My name is John Smith. Not Captain John Smith. Say, how's Pocahontas? <laughs> Miss Dimple, send that bill to Captain John Smith and care of Pocahontas. Captain, you uh, wouldn't happen to have a stamp, would you? That's a good wash. If he got a stamp on him, I won't have to carry him home. We can mail him. Oh, please, Mr. Flywheel, I'm here on business. Business? Then you're the second client we've had in four months. I just knew 1932 was going to be a boom year. Well, I was just on my way to my banker's next door when I met your assistant. Well, that's your hard luck. Well, he persuaded me that I ought to have my will looked over, so I went home and got it. No, you went home, got it, and then fell asleep in the park, and I carry you here. Well, whatever. I have it here now. I'll read it. I, John Smith, being of sound mind... Sound mind, eh? Well, that's the first thing we'll have to eliminate. That's a fine. I take a some. Take some what? Eliminate. A cold glass eliminate. <laughs> that's very good, Ravelli. Here, stuff this handkerchief down your throat and eliminate yourself. Now, if you don't mind, I'll go on with the rating. Well, you can skip the part about sound body as well. Uh, One million dollars in cash, which I... You have a million dollars in cash? Ravelli, Captain Smith is our guest. Take your hand out of his pocket. Oh, my mistake, boss. His suit looks so much like mine, I thought I had my hand in my own pocket. <laughs> Pay no attention to him, Captain. Go on with the will. Uh, One million dollars in cash, which I give and bequeath to my dear and beloved Aunt Sarah. Aunt Sarah? You mean you're going to give all that money to a woman you're not even married to? Captain, you know how people will talk. You know what they'll say, Captain. Think of her good name. Aunt Sarah is a very good name. Just ask yourself, are you being fair to that little wire-haired old terrier? I'll do that again. That wire-haired old lady who has struggled all these years <laughs> to get your money. No, Captain, no. A thousand, I mean a million times, no. Uh, Mr. Flywheel, this is very surprising. That's settled then. I knew you'd see it our way. Now, uh, as to that million dollars, I suggest a charity. And I've got just a charity for you. The Flywheel Foundation for the Advancement of the Flywheel. Hey, boss. What about the me? I carry him in. All right, Ravelli, we'll split the geezer two ways. Half a million for the Flywheel Foundation for the Advancement of the Flywheel, and half a million for the Ravelli Foundation for the Advancement of the Flywheel. Well, that's a fine, boss. From now on, I'm going to call you Square Deal Flywheel. Oh, now, don't I have anything to say about it? All right, Captain, let's hear a word from you. Oh, Mr. Flywheel. There you are, that's two words. I'll let you have a word, and you take two, and I thought I could trust you. Ah, see here, Flywheel, I'll have your know I'm just as honest as you are. Well, I won't tell anyone if you won't. <laughs> All I want to do is continue reading my will. Now, my house on Long Island, my villa in Newport, my yacht, and my three motor cars, I leave to my loyal brother, Hector, that being the balance of my estate. Captain John Smith, I'm amazed. You mean to say you're going to cut Pocahontas off without a nickel? After all she's done for you? Why, man, she saved your scalp. And what other hair tonic can do that? 
Why, you're just not listening to me, are you? I want to say that I never... There's nothing at all, Captain. It's settled. That rat... What rat? I mean, your brother, Hector, is disinherited. The house can go to... All right, boss. I take the house. You take the house? Do you think I like living in this office? All right, boss. You take the house. I'll take the three automobiles. Mr. Ravelli, you can't hide. Shut up, Smith. I can fight my own battles. Ravelli, let's talk this thing over. Uh, what do you take for one of those cars? Oh, no. I don't want to sell, boss. These cars have been in the family for a long time. <laughs> but I'm willing to pay Ravelli, and handsomely. I'll give you the villa, and I'll throw in my girl's telephone number. I don't want your girl's telephone number every time I call her up, you answer. And it strikes me that you're not considering my w wishes in the matter. Captain, you're absolutely right. You can sign right here. If anything else turns up, you can see me at my office or at my home. I'm home every evening, but Thursday. Where did you go Thursday? Thursday is the maid's night out, and I always go out with her. Hey, boss, not so fast. We're in Long Island. Maybe Captain Smith's house is in the next block. Hey, you better drive slower. We might miss it. Where's your sporting blood, Ravelli? A race is a race. Do you think I'm going to let that motorcycle cop beat us? Hey, boss... Watch that lamppost. You watch the lamppost. I got my hands full driving the car. Look out, boss. The lamppost. <laughs> Ravelli. Ravelli, where are you? Here I am, boss. On top of the lamppost. <laughs> I told you to watch the lamppost, not sit on it. Come on down. Hey, you guys, where's the fire? I don't know, Mr. Policeman. We come from out of town. Oh, yeah? Huh. Well, this is gonna cost you plenty. What do you mean, cost me plenty? We know bet nothing on this race. You were going 70 miles an hour. Oh, you make a mistake, officer. We haven't been out an hour. <laughs> Besides, we only stole this car 15 minutes ago. Do you guys know that you're driving on the wrong side of the street, that you crashed through a fence, knocked down a lamppost, smashed into a wagon, and damaged the car in front of you? See here, officer, I pay $3 for my driving license. Doesn't that entitle me to any privileges? Ah, uh, pipe down and take this ticket. Hey, officer, how about a ticket for me? Hey, make it a Wednesday matinee. I got a date. All right, wise guy, here's a ticket for you. And to show you what a nice guy I am, here's one for your date, too. Now, don't let me catch either of you again. Say, boss, these tickets are for 15 bucks each. They must be pretty good seats. Here, you can have mine, too. I don't think I'll be able to make it. Thanks, boss. Hey, what do we do about the car? Leave it wrapped around that lamppost. It probably isn't paid for anyway. Hey, boss, look at this place here. It don't look like no villa, so it must be the house. Well, what do you know about that? We crashed right in front of the house we're looking for. Captain Smith said it was a brown house with a porch in front. What kind of porch? A front porch or a back porch? He didn't say. He just said it was a house with a porch in front. All right. I'll go in back and see if there's a front porch. You look in front and see if there's a back porch. Hey, I bet Captain Smith is going to be surprised when we walk in. Good old Smith. It's nice of him to will us the house. You know, I'll be almost sorry to see him kick the bucket. That's all right, boss. We get him a new bucket. <laughs> now, how are we going to get in the house? We ain't got no key. Well, this never stopped you before. You're right. 
I try a window. Hey, this one's all right. Come on, boss. Ravelli, a gentleman never enters a house through a window. So you go through and answer the door when I ring the bell. Okay, boss. See you on the inside. No! Oh. Oh, who are you? You're not one of my guests. Me? I'm Emmanuel Ravelli, and I know who you are, too. You can't fool me. You're Captain Schmidt's Aunt Sarah. You must be mad. Oh, I'm not a mad Aunt Sarah. My boss, he's going to be mad if I don't open the door pretty quick. So, oh, who is that at the door? Where's that Ravelli? This is a pretty kettle of fish. Hmm, but that's about all that is pretty around here. Oh! Here I am, being kept waiting at the threshold of what is practically my own home. Your home? You must be crazy. You're right, Aunt Sarah. This ain't his home. It's half mine. I brought the old geezer into the office. Old geezer? Just what are you talking about? Playing dumb, eh? Well, two can play that game as well as one, and Ravelli isn't even playing. <laughs> Sir, just what can I do for you? Madam, you can be packed and ready to leave within the hour. You've sponged off your nephew long enough. Nephew? But I don't have a nephew. Hear that, Ravelli? She refuses even to acknowledge the hand that has fed her all these years. Oh, she look like she eat the more than just the hands, boss. <laughs> you may be right, Ravelli, but right now my mind is on business. And the first thing we got to do is fix this place up to suit my taste. Look at those pictures on the wall. They're terrible. Why, those pictures are masterpieces. They're 200 years old. Yes, and they look it. What? <laughs> Why, that's older than my overcoat. Ravelli, take these pictures down off the wall and hang up my overcoat instead. Keep your hands off those pictures. I tell you, they are valuable old masters. That's an old master? Oh, it looked more like a lady without clothes. Well, the pictures are not the only thing that needs improving. Tomorrow we give the house a coat of paint. We'll give it a good coat, and the next day we'll give it the pants and vest. Oh, this is simply intolerable. What will my guests think? Guests? In my house? Why wasn't I told? Oh, why, it's the first garden party of the social season. Everybody's here. I should be out on the back lawn at this very moment. Well, I haven't time for that now, but it was very sweet of you to arrange a little soiree so I could meet my new neighbors. Preposterous. That had nothing to do with it. Madam, does this place have a wine cellar? Uh, yes. Why? Because I'm going to need somewhere to lock you in if all you're going to do is complain. Oh! Hey, lady, you don't worry about your guests. I go entertain them while the boss help you pack. Hey, Mr. Conductor. Hey, Mr. Conductor. What's his loss? You get a loss. <laughs> okay, now's my turn on the bandstand. Okay, boys. After two and before four. <laughs> Three and a half. bricks at my window You can put packs in my shoe You can even put fleas on my Pekingese body You can't stop me from loving you You can put rocks in my pillow You can put sand in my stew You can even put flies on my apple pies body You can't stop me from loving you you can sneer at my devotion Be as mean as you can be Ridicule my great emotion But you're never gonna discourage me You can put lux in my cornflakes 
Say I don't got no IQ. You can laugh in my face while you trump my ace, but you can't stop me from loving you. Sandwich, water my gin with shampoo. You can put cottage cheese in my BVDs, but you can't stop me from loving you. You can splash ink on my shirt fronts, take my fur coat to the zoo. You can drive over me in my Model T, but you can't stop me from loving you. I'm no Valentino Try to break my heart in two Still we're going off to Reno So that I can keep on marrying you You can put snakes in my bathtub Cover my toothbrush with glue When I'm down in the dumps You can give me mumps But you can't stop me from loving you. Oh no, you can't stop me from loving you. Hey, Madonna, bellissima, hachi, fachi, kachi, go. told them you've been evicted and you ain't got no money no more. Oh, this could ruin me in polite society. Well, don't worry, madam. You can always join in polite society and go live with Ravelli's family. That's all right. I'm a living here now. Well, there goes the neighborhood. All right. Let's divide up the house. Well, let's take a look at it. Uh, I have a plan of the place right here. Now, there's an east wing and a west wing. That's two wings. That's a wing each. There you are, Ravelli. That's for you. Hey, I got a wing. I'll take a leg, too. You'll take a leg, too? Okay, I'll take two legs. What do you expect me to stand on? Well, you can have the floors. Oh, that's more like it. There. Now I gotta have something, too. Well, you can have the upstairs windows, but only if you promise to leave by them. Okay. Now, there are 14 bathrooms, but you won't be needing any of those. And, of course, there's also the matter of what to do about the staircases and the landing, so we'll share them. You use them Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and I'll use them Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. What about Sundays? They go to church Sundays. <laughs> they won't be there. And that just leaves us with the kitchen and the dining room. I'll take both of those. I thought you might. Uh, you've forgotten the library and the sewing room. Well, Ravelli can't read, and my sewing's a little rusty. You can pack those and take them with you when you go. Very well. <gasps> what am I saying? I'm not going anywhere, and I must insist on knowing the meaning of it all, because if this is some sort of a practical joke, it's gone quite far enough. Practical joke, eh? Madam, the will I have with me explains everything, and if you'll be kind enough to dry up, I'll read it to you. <coughs> I, Captain John Smith, known to my attorney as Old Geezer, <laughs> being 68 years of age and very repulsive, how'd you like it so far, Mrs. Smith? I am not Mrs. Smith. Or Aunt C. 
Sarah, or any of these people. You must have the wrong address. Oh, no, we got her the right address. You must be in the wrong house. <laughs> Ridiculous. I've lived here for years, and I tell you there are no Smiths here. There have never been any Smiths here, and never will be as long as there is a breath in my body. So uh, what you're trying to tell us is that there are no Smiths here. Yes. Well, why didn't you say so before? That's what I've been trying to tell you. I know. You, you thought you'd have a little fun at our expense. Thought it'd be a laugh to let us pretend it was our house. Well, I... Madam, so I'm a lawyer. My time is valuable, and you're going to pay for it. In the morning, you'll get a bill for 60 cents. Hey, Wash, what about the me? I'm here, too. He's right, madam. He's here, too. And unfortunately, that leaves me no alternative. In the morning, you'll get a bill for 40 cents. and flywheel about six weeks ago to have a wheel drawn up? No? Oh, well, you don't have to get fresh about it. Goodbye! It's no use, Mr. Flywheel. I've tried every John Smith in the phone book, and none of them seems to be the right John Smith. I simply don't know where else to look for him. Oh, I know where to look for him, all right. What I'd like to know is where to find him. <laughs> the sneak. He promises to leave me his fortune, and all he does is leave me. Will that be all? No. I want you to take my law book back to the library and get me the Rover Boys and the Pants Business. My friends are all talking about it. Hello, Bosch. Any luck yet? Not since you joined the firm, Ravelli. <laughs> anyway, I thought I told you to go outside and look for Smith. I know, Bosch, but it's raining outside. Well, let it rain. That's just what I was going to do. <laughs> I'll get it, Mr. Flywheel. <gasps> Why, it's Mr. Smith. Smith? Ravelli, Ravelli, it's Smith. Hey, is it the cap? Hey, he's a looking a fine. That's too bad, but don't let that trouble you, Ravelli. From now on, he'll be under our care. Well, how do you do, gentlemen? How do you do? I came to... Here you are, Cap. Take a seat. No, no, Ravelli, not there. Sit in by the window. There's a good draft. <laughs> there you are, Captain. Sit right down. How's that? <laughs> well, it's kind of chilly. I think I'll catch cold. That's fine. Ravelli, open the other window. No, 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 no. You'd better shut the window. It's raining outside. Well, why do you care? If I shut the window, it'll still be raining outside. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, about that new will you drew up for me, I have to tell you that I'm troubled by the middle clause. You know, boss, that bothered me too. Why, it's perfectly straightforward. If the middle clause bothers you, just refer to it as the Santa Claus. Uh, you can't fool me, boss. There ain't no Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, you know, there are some jokes that just drift down the river of time. <laughs> this has been one of them. I was just thinking, instead of leaving a million dollars to those foundations you mentioned... It might be a good idea to leave half a million to my children and half a million to an orphanage. Nonsense, Smith. That involves too much bookkeeping. Instead of leaving half of your money to your children and the other half to the orphanage, why not leave the million to me and leave your children to the orphanage? Leave? <laughs> oh, boy, leave you a cool million? Miss Dimple, open the door. Ravelli, hide the captain. It might be his children. Yes, Mr. Flywheel? I'm looking for... 
Ah, there you are, Smith. You're coming with me. Oh, no, we saw the captain first. Come along, Smith. There's a good boy now. Ah, you leave me alone. I've got business to attend to with my lawyer. See here, stranger, if you want to take Smith away, you've got to leave a deposit. We got a million dollars tied up in old sourpuss. And I've got to take him away. He escaped from the Long Island Sanatorium. What did you say? Yep. He could become violent at any moment. I'm not going back there. Let me alone, do you hear? Let me alone. Quick, hold him. Hold him, you hold him. We're through with him. You're first, Flywheel. I'll get you. Ah, Out of my way, Ravelli. Hey, Ravelli, where are your manners? Don't you know it's rude to jump out of a window before your boss? You have been listening to Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel, starring Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf T. Flywheel and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Ravelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Hoadley, and Vincent Marzello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Berman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheikman and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Maggs.